0: Welcome to my podcast, where if you know, you know, and if you don't, well, you're about to. In each episode, we're seeking truth and getting real, helping you discover your strength and voice to make the best informed choices on your terms in accordance to His will. We have all had a rock bottom moment before. Maybe it was in a relationship or a friendship Perhaps it was a physical one where you decided it was time to take take control of your health, or maybe it was in your finances. I can honestly say that I have experienced them all. And yes, (laughs) it sucks. But the reality is we all have to have a rock-bottom moment where we say, enough is enough, we say to ourselves, I cannot keep living like this. I can't keep being lied to by my spouse or my partner. I can't continue to be the friend who always makes the effort, but yet it doesn't get reciprocated. I can't keep with, keep up with this insert addiction here, right? Because it's killing me. I can't keep robbing Peter to pay Paul with my bills. Because if we don't say enough is enough, then we end up being a hamster on the wheel telling ourselves, oh, it'll change. Yep, it's it's going to change. Eventually, it'll change. You know, it, it can't stay like this forever. But do you know what the definition of insanity is? It's doing the same thing over and over again but expecting different results. And when we put ourselves into this position of being that hamster, it leaves us broken, stressed, and yes, even times it can cost us our lives. Now, I know that seems pretty heavy, and it is, but it's the truth. And today I want to focus on the finance rock bottom, because truly I believe that when our finances aren't in order, it can lead to a lot of these other rock-bottom moments in the relationships with addiction and all of those things that I just mentioned. And while money doesn't buy happiness, I promise you it will give you a lot more options in life. (laughs) For me, one of my rock-bottom moments was when my now-husband and I were in our late 20s, early 30s, and we were golf professionals trying to make our way into the industry. And as I've mentioned before, the golf industry at times can be very thankless. It's definitely a job that is more of a pursuit of a passion than profit, (laughs) especially in the beginning because of this situation, right? Like of of knowing this is our talent, our skills, and, and we loved it, we, we still had to make ends meet. right? And in order to do that, we had to work m- multiple jobs. So I was an assistant golf professional and also a head coach of a collegiate golf team. And then my husband was working as an assistant golf professional, but he was also competing in tournaments to earn an extra income. And we were grinding away to get ahead. And the only way we could afford to do anything that People our age were doing, right? Anything fun, so to speak, was only because we were living in free housing that the club that my husband was working at provided. Our first year, we shared a twin bed. (laughs) Okay. Although uh, we eventually moved into a bigger room and had a queen size bed. But I'm not kidding you when I say that the room that we had was smaller than the one I had in college. And all we had in it was a sink. So we had to share a bathroom with the rest of the floor, (laughs) communal bathrooms. Okay. So yep. Back to the flip-flops in the shower situation, no laundry room. And when you grow up in an upper middle class neighborhood and you're used to coming home with a stain on your Abercrombie jeans that your mom just treats right away with stain remover and you don't even have a second thought about it. Let me tell you, it is a super, super humbling experience to get your stack of quarters and now find yourself sitting in the laundromat for hours alongside people who have never been able to afford that luxury in the first place on top of all that, we ate out every single night. And that part may sound like luxurious, but believe me when I say it was anything, but it was takeout at best, Tex-Mex, Chipotle, pizza, Chinese food, the occasional sushi (laughs) on the rare occasion, trust me. And on nights that we were working late at our respective country clubs, he and I would make sure that we would eat whatever food they were serving, the membership, you know, the leftover, so to speak, because then that would save us from having to spend it on our own dinner, right? We did this for six years, six years. <laughs> and we even did this for two years of our engagement and even into the first two years of marriage. So keeping that in mind, right? Like my husband must've known that I was a ride or die because (laughs) I was living this way. I accepted like his, you know, proposal. Right. And we, we went into our marriage. So like, I am definitely a ride or die. Um, but that doesn't mean that I was happy. Right. Um, and like I'd mentioned money and, and having it and not having it, can put stress on your life, on your relationships. And after being married for two years and still living this way, it was like enough's enough, right? And not only that, on top of all that, like all that takeout, was it any wonder that my waistline like kept expanding? And so you know what I did? I joined Beach Body. So First, I was a customer because I needed to gain control of my weight, and that was due to all of that crummy food. It was also due to masking the desperation of my situation with booze on top of that, right? And P.S., by the way, have I mentioned that I was voted most likely to succeed in high school, so let's add that piece on for good measure on how I felt like I was a complete and utter failure in my life. But because I was at the rock bottom financially, I made the conscious decision to take the Beachbody opportunity because there was a coaching opportunity where you could take your experience of your time with the products and your, you know, before and after results, so to speak, and share it with others. And you could turn that into income. So I decided, all right let me take this side hustle and grow it. And believe me when I say hustle, I did. That's where that most likely to succeed mentality kicked into overdrive. So it all started from not wanting to feel like garbage anymore physically and working out again 30 minutes a day, fueling my body properly, plus a simple invitation from a friend to join her fitness community. So I had accountability. And I took all of that. I was getting results. I decided to lean into the financial opportunity that the company provided. And I learned how to use social media as a marketing tool. I got outside of my very conservative comfort zone. And I began posting before and after photos in my bathing suit, (laughs) which if you know, you know, is not me. I networked, I shared about the product, I was a product of the product, and I got into the best shape of my life, which says a lot considering I was in my late 20s and I have been an athlete my whole life. I was a D1 athlete too. So the fact that I was like, you know, past my prime, so to speak, and got into that shape is a true testament of the company and its products and its programming in addition to my work ethic, <laughs> let's be real. Um, an intern, in that time, I hit the highest financial benchmark in my company, something that only 0.01% of all network marketers ever do, no matter what company they're a part of. I'm very transparent when I tell you that network marketing, you, you can make good money in it, but the whole mirage of, being this multimillionaire, yada, 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 that's not something that is achievable for everyone. It's just not. But it doesn't mean that it's not an opportunity for you to earn income to supplement your lifestyle. So I turned my rock bottom moment into financial success. Now, I'm not saying you have to post the bathing suit photos when you're trying to grow an online business. No, that just happened to match the industry that I was in, which was health and fitness. People want to see before and afters, and you can't do that by posting yourself in a potato sack. (laughs) But you do have to do things you've never done before in order to get to where you want to go. You have to make sacrifices. And it's very possible that your story doesn't completely match mine. I'm sure it doesn't, right? I'm sh- I'm pretty sure <laughs> you're not a, a golf professional, or maybe you are, right? Um, but regardless, there's probably a strong chance that no matter who you are or what your background is, you've been contemplating making more passive income instead of having to rely on, so to speak, that one particular project to bring in money to pay your mortgage or meeting a stressful deadline at the end of every sales quarter instead of enjoying the holiday season with your family. Or it's very possible that you could be the person who is already making passive income, but you have zero clue about where the money is even going once it comes in you know you you go on social media and you call yourself a business owner but you really don't feel like one because you're not managing your money well and quite frankly because of that your situation hasn't really changed in the way that you anticipated right or the or the the dream that you were sold so to speak by whomever introduced you to the opportunity right because you don't know how to handle the money coming in you don't know what to do with it But I need you to remember, my friend, we weren't placed on this earth to be average. Therefore, it is time for you to make a change, and that change needs to happen today. And if you need help in this area, please, I've been there, done that, got the t shirt. (laughs) Okay. And since that time of sharing a twin bed with my husband in free housing, my experience with social selling has expanded. Tenfold. It has even afforded me the opportunity to stay at home with my daughter for two years after she was born, that which was certainly not a blessing I anticipated, but I am forever grateful for when this opportunity presented itself. And that's what I want for you. I want you to have the courage to expand your reach and your freedom through how you earn money for yourself and your family, whether it's planned or if it's unexpected, I want you to know that your rock bottom is temporary and there is a way out. And no, it's not through some boring modules you'll never watch. <laughs> and I'm certainly not asking you to drop money and, and never hear from me again as your mentor. That's ridiculous and not who I am. But I want to provide an opportunity for you to receive actual help that's unique to your income goals and your industry from someone who is building multiple streams of income for over a decade. This is what I do. So I encourage you, if you're going to go make that change today, go to my website. Be a part of my 90-day live coaching program. If you want more information, go to www.marincrowley.com forward slash 90 days. You can join the waiting list there. We'll chat in the interim and we'll make sure that this is the right opportunity for you. No one deserves to stay at that rock bottom, especially someone who is a high performer who wants more out of life, wants to do more for their family, And that's you. I appreciate you tuning in. I will definitely catch you next week. You know I'm always here. And if you need more information and you want to check out the show notes, it's all on my website. Bye, friend. Thanks for listening to the If You Know, You Know podcast. I hope this episode resonated with you. If you want to get more of this type of content, make sure you follow me on Instagram at ma Crowley. And if you love this episode, let me know by tagging me on IG or even leaving a podcast review. See you next week. And remember, if you know, you know, and if you don't, well, you're about to.